Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion, unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No. These are the other stories. (laughs) What a series of disturbing yet exceptionally well-produced short narrative dreams. Now I see that Christmas isn't only a time for merriment at all. It's a time for scares and tragedy, misfortune and malcontent. I have a Christmas story. But Christmas, am I too late? Have I missed it? You there, I say, boy, what day is it today? Begging your pardon, sir? Today, boy, what day is it today? Why, today, sir, is Christmas Day. I haven't missed it. There's still time. Hang on. Audio producer extraordinaire Duncan. Is that you? Yes, sir, it is. It's a proud family tradition of mine to walk the streets of town of a Christmas morning in the event that any writers, having had a supernatural epiphany, need any emergency editing done. A clever lad, indeed. Know you have a recording space or studio in a location I shan't say allow for fear of festive doxing. Aye, sir. Well, go and knock for them. While I get this story typed up, we'll darken their Christmas podcast feeds yet, I swear it. And I, Luke Condor, was as good as my word. I became as swift a writer, as decisive an editor, and as darkly festive as any podcast had known. And as I read to you now, the ghost of Christmas never 
I leave you with thanks for listening along with us for another year, for the writing submission scares and the social media shares. Eldritch God's blesses, everyone. Either I wake up pissing or it's the pissing that wakes me. The golden warmth isn't dripping down my leg but upwards, soaking through my hair and leaping clumsily from the crown of my head, splashing somewhere below. It takes me three goldfish mouthed blinks before I realise that I must be upside down. Upside down and in some sort of cocoon, grey dark and shadow blue. It's cold past the point of shivering, so cold that when I finish urinating I miss the heat. I try and fail to squeeze out a little more. I shouldn't have squeezed. The pain is sudden and loud. I scream. No, I try to scream. Not much comes out of it than mist and rusty flavoured spit and something that tastes like burnt stone. Okay, I tell myself. This is fine. I've been in worse situations than this before. I haven't. I really haven't. The closest I can think is the time I got my head stuck in a fence. But this is... This is next level stuck. I'm lodged in like some wadded up tissue paper stuffed into a drinking straw. My chest has it the worst. It's like I'm a roll of bubble wrap scrunched up between two giant hands, unseen pockets of air, fluid and perhaps my soul all threatening to pop at any moment. My right shoulder is up against my cheek, smushing my ear against the wall. My left shoulder is drawn back, too far back, almost certainly torn from the socket. I can't feel my left hand at all nor my legs. They're like bags of kindling that fell into the hole behind me. Fell? Yes. I fell. And was I thrown? Who the hell would throw me into a hole? I scream again. Why shouldn't I? I'm stuck in a hole. I'll scream if I want to. But then I taste blood and think, okay, that's why. I chew on the thicker gobs of it, try to spit it out, but it runs into my nostrils, my eyelashes... I attempt to squint through the darkness. Eventually I see the lines before me, the unmistakable pattern of brickwork. So, a chimney then. Yes, a chimney. I've been thrown into a chimney. I'm stuck in a chimney. Hmm. Curious. I maintain my calm for all the three seconds before the panic comes, which I can only describe as absurd. Can't move my arms, can't yell, can't scream, cry, can barely get a single whisper of air into my crushed lungs. The panic burns into my bloodstream, gets louder with each loop around my body, rises in pitch until it's humming, singing Christmas songs. And not even the good Christmas songs. I don't hear Last Christmas or that Otis Redding song, but is that Ariana Grande? I try to scream again. I shift, rack, shiver and wrestle against the brick but it only makes the shoulder worse and brings down a mess of soot and dust I choke and tell myself to wait to stop because the Christmas songs aren't jingling through my bloodstream but through the walls the jingles are coming from inside the house I close my eyes focus listen the door opens and there is sweetness laughter a young girl is running back and forth singing is that Taylor Swift? How do I know that? Oh yeah, because Taylor Swift is amazing. Then I hear a boy, maybe younger, shouting only the word YES over and over. He jumps up and down on the spot, 
He drums his hands against the wall, slams the door, stomps his feet. More soot tumbles down, and I gag as their excited rabbit steps foot down the stairs, two sets, bouncing and gleeful. Then there is the dad. Merry Christmas, he booms from somewhere beyond the walls. And then the mum. Has Santa been? She calls out, still a little drunk on her sleep. A door opens. It's louder, closer. A light switch clicks and incandescent yellow light spills from somewhere below into my chimney. My vision readjusts once more as what sounds like two insane elves explode the squeals that Santa's been, Santa's been, Santa's been, Santa's been, Santa's been, Santa has been. I can almost feel the Christmas excitement blowing through the open fireplace, billowing upwards in glittery gingerbread mist. It makes my heart ache. So that could be the broken ribs of which I'm sure there are many. I picture the presents, the heaps of shiny boxes spreading out from beneath the tree like some kind of yuletide mould. I don't know why, but the thought of it makes me angry. Guilty and angry, like, how dare they make me feel this sad? On Christmas Day, a man stuck in a chimney dying, probably. Selfish is what it is. Not very Christmassy. I hope they get coal. Nothing but a big lump of coal. I try to shout this, but barely a breath escapes my teeth, and there's no way I'll be heard over the sweet maniacs below. I open my mouth, but... Wait. I tell myself to wait. Soon the dad would come, the mother, and I will save up my breath, my spit, my resolve, and I will call to them. The adults will know what to do. They could, I don't know, get a ladder. Perhaps some butter. So I wait. But the parents don't go downstairs, not immediately. I hear them, more than I hear the kids themselves. Muffled, sure, but closer, as if they're talking through the wall right next to where my head is trapped, as if I'm included in their secret conversation. Help, I want to say. Fucking help me. The words won't come, though. I am less than a ghost to them. I'm not even the kind of ghost who can impart wisdom, prophecy, or good cheer. Not a ghost of past, present, or future. I am nothing. I am the ghost of Christmas never. I listen, but their words are clipped, unfinished. Get. Through. Days. Don't. Ruin. The last. Family. Before. Leave. Please. Think of the... Children, I think. But I slip, only a little, about an inch. My left shoulder drags against the brick. The entire arm is beginning to feel like a snooker ball in a sock made of skin, the threads stretching and tearing. I decide to black out for a second. Against my will, I mean. The pain is... not quite real. It's not that it's unreal, because let me tell you, it sure as shit feels real, but it's otherworldly, beyond what I thought pain could be. When I finally unclench my teeth, I breathe and I realise I have more room now. I can breathe. I can breathe, which means I can talk. So I gather some air. I moisten my lips, my tongue. The plan is simple. I'm going to scream. I'm going to scream like I've never screamed before, because I know now that if somebody doesn't find me soon, then I will die in a chimney on Christmas morning. I open my mouth and I... Not yet. Not yet. The parents, now finished with their discussion, are heading downstairs. I wait for them to enter the living room. No offence to the kids, but they might not be best suited for pulling a crippled man out of a chimney. 
so I ready myself. And just as I hear the floorboards creak beneath what sounds like adult feet, I open my mouth and I give it everything I have. Nobody hears me though, because at that same moment both children break into an ear-piercing rendition of We Wish You a Merry Christmas. I wait patiently and painfully for them to finish all the verses and all the choruses, and then when they're done, both the mum and dad cheer, well done, well done, that was beautiful, did you practice that? Yeah, fuck off. And all the while, I feel my shoulder bone pulling loose. I feel each piano string twang as I shift, the strange inner fibers fraying like twine. More dust tumbles down, more ash, more blood. When they're finished, there is a blissful silence, which I attempt to split in two with my biggest scream yet. This time, as I wail though, somebody clicks on a stereo and all I want for Christmas explodes into life. Mariah Carey hits her famous whistle notes and my pained screams hit a major third harmony. Wow, I think through my blood-stained tears. That sounded pretty good. Another switch is flicked and the chimney fills with twirling Christmas lights. Mariah Carey finishes up and I slip another inch and now it feels like my arm is supposed to come off, like the leg of a cooked Christmas turkey. That's my favorite. Christmas turkey. I think I was gonna eat that today with my own family. Oh yeah. Shame washes over me as I half remember the drink now, the stink and sin of it. I recall the stumble home, the lit living room window, and I... Can we open the presents now, Daddy? Says the little girl. Um, not just yet, we've got to get everything perfect. Honey, can you grab me the lighter from the kitchen? Yes, I understand that need. I wanted to make everything perfect too. My son, James, cute little boy. He'll be six this year, and this morning he will wake up to find nothing under the tree. Not my fault, by the way. Not my fault the warehouse had to downsize. Not my fault the job market's on a downturn. And not my fault they'd sold out a Ninja Turtle action figures. The ones that James had been banging on about. More shame weighs down on me and I slip another inch. This time, I don't scream. I only think about how James will wake up at any moment now, and he'll run downstairs to see that Santa has not been, and neither has his dad. The sounds coming from inside my shoulder crinkle like reused wrapping paper. This arm is not my arm anymore, I think. I don't want it. It hurts too much. This arm belongs to the chimney now. The Christmas lights are brighter than ever and I realise that if I can slip a little more, I can maybe stick my head through the hole. I could say hello. Oof, it's freezing, the young boy says and I can hear the trembling in his voice. James, I think. He sounds a lot like James. I grip my teeth. I shake left, right, then right, left. The not real pain returns and this time I certainly do pass out. Then I wake up, shake some more and pass out again. I repeat this cycle and slowly, surely, the square of light edges closer. I'm coming, James. I'm coming home. Got it, a voice calls out. The mum, I think. Got what, I wonder. Thanks, babe. Right, kids, a Christmas morning would not be perfect without it, so who wants a log fire? Me, 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 shout the kids. No, 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 I scream, but with my mouth shut and without words. Shadow puppets stack the logs beneath me, and now I do my very best not to slip. The logs clatter, feel so close, arms length at most. How can they not see me, not smell me? Another slip. Pain is too small. Agony doesn't quite cover it. White is all the colours, I believe. 
This feeling needs more than just all the colours. This pain cannot be rendered with crayons. I slip again and skin separates. Fluid trickles down the wall. Pretty sure it's not urine this time. What? Where? Where, where am I again? I lost a few seconds then. Oh yeah, the chimney. Firelighters snap beneath me like finger bones. The paraffin stink burns my nostrils and my open wounds. It's followed by the familiar metallic roll and click of a cigarette lighter. It doesn't work. Another roll and click. Roll and click. Roll and click. I remember doing the same thing on the roof of this very house the night before. I'd been into town to grab the turtle figure for James. And I accidentally took a left instead of a right. Not into Toys R Us, but into Patrick's Ale Bar for a shifty pint and a pack of pork snacks. Then, all I remember is that I'm walking home. I see this house, this front window, a perfect rectangle of Christmas spirit, like a greetings card come to life. I watch the parents finish the last of the wrapping, share a glass of red, some biscuits. Then using the trellis, I climb up to the roof and with all the wit and confidence the many measures of Jameson's afforded me, I gather up the fairy lights stapled to the roof, tie them around my waist, and jump into the chimney. Head first, might I add. It, it sounds dumb now that I'm sober, but it seemed foolproof at the time. Roll. Click. Roll. Click. Damn it, Christ! Sorry, kids, this light has kicked the bucket. I think we may have to go without this year. Oh, uh, says the little girl. Fuck you, little girl, I think. Then immediately feel guilty about it. It's okay, the mum chimes in. I have one for the grill in the kitchen. Fuck you, mum, I think. But this time I feel pretty vindicated about it. This new lighter doesn't roll and click. It just clicks. And it's wild how quickly things get hot when you're dangling half a metre above a log fire. My tears dry before I can cry them. The smoke takes what little air I had. And beneath the licking sounds of the flames, I hear the dad announce that it's time to open the presents. Wrapping paper is torn. Boxes are shredded. Bows are ripped. I think of the parents' secret conversation. This is the last Christmas they'll have as a family. That's what the folks said. That makes me sad. Not as sad as feeling the skin peel from my face, might I add. Everything in the chimney becomes yellow and wobbly and very well lit. My beard smokes and in it I smell last night's whiskey. Funny how I was talking about how badly in pain I was a minute ago. I know now how utterly dumb I was for thinking such a thing. As the flames catch my coat and I'm moving, shaking, screaming and slipping more and more. By this point, I'm pretty sure they hear me. They must do. I think they've stopped unwrapping the presents. But there's one more tearing sound. Not a wrapping paper, not a box, nor a bow, but my arm. I tumble like garbage down a chute, crash into flaming logs, roll through the fireplace. I land on the tree, tumble into the presents, around the carpet, spreading joy everywhere I go, and by joy I mean red hot fire. There are screams as the dad pulls his children back, but I try to tell them to wait. Them or the universe. Wait. Just give me a second because although my arm isn't all the way attached anymore, I see something in my own hand. A present. Wrapping paper and packaging melting away, revealing a charcoal ninja turtle inside. Huh. So I did buy it. And then got so drunk that I forgot I'd bought it climbed onto the roof and dived into the chimney 
all the while holding the present that I was planning to steal. <laughs> oh, James, this would have been a story for the ages. I am the ghost of Christmas Never. Never showed up. Never made you proud. Never made anybody proud. This howling family. This is going to be their last Christmas together. I reckon me burning up into a perfect little lump of coal on the carpet might ruin it a little, mightn't it? Through my milky eyes, I see the little boy. He kind of looks like James. I don't have much left in me, but I kick the present from my hands towards the kid and I see he goes to pick it up. His dad stops him. Then I ask for help. 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 The words come in three puffs of smoke, but I think it must sound like ho, 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 because the boy says something, just as I'm done for good. Santa. I think... I think he called me Santa. Santa. Today's episode of The Other Stories was The Ghost of Christmas Never. Written and narrated by Luke Condor, myself, with wraparound segments written by Andy Condrit-Turner, with wraparound extra narration performed by Luke Condor and Duncan Muggleton. Produced by James Barnett, a.k.a. Jimmy Horace himself, with music by Dark Fantasy Studio and Zeit, and Duncan Muggleton and Tom Robson, and sound effect provided by freesound.org and Boom Library. The episode illustration was provided by Luke Spooner of Carry On House. A quick thanks to our community managers, Joshua Boucher and Jasmine Arch, and to Joshua Boucher for helping with our submission reading. And of course to Ben Errington, the nutcracker of online entertainment, cracking open the shell of monotony with his engaging, tasty content. Luke Condor started writing on his computer in his early teens and never looked back, and now he has very sore eyes. He uh, helps with this podcast that you're listening to right now, and he lives and works in the middle of Sherwood Forest. For more, head over to lukecondor.com, and that's Condor with a K, or follow me on Instagram, which is my social media of choice, which is at Luke of Condor. The Other Stories is a production of the Story Studio Hawk and Cleaver, and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means don't change it, don't sell it, but by all means, share the hell out of it. So, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> <laughs>